everybody, it's time to LOL. Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Ronma S, Mako-chan, and Ari Rockefeller. Hey everyone, welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 315. We are that podcast that talks about anime, games, conventions, the fandom, geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm Dijiron Mess. I am Mako-chan. And I'm Ichigo, standing in for Ari tonight. I swear, I keep thinking in the back of my head, I am not talking loud enough into the mixer, but this the bars are going off the deep end on my end, so evidently it's doing, it, it's working, so. Yes, you're loud. We hear you loud and clear on this end. That's good, that's good. <sighs> oh, excuse me. Ooh. Must have been that Coke. Yeah, and it was. All right, anywho, we are live tonight, week of June 20th, 2017, here on the VOG Network. We are here live Tuesdays at 9, 30 p.m. Eastern, with replays Thursdays at 2 p.m. Eastern. Check out our interactive chat room at live.vognetwork.com where uh, you can hang out with the rest of our chatters, and I believe everything is just coming to fruition, so we'll be seeing something in just a bit. If you have a chat client such as Merc, XChat, Chatzilla, you can point your servers to irc.gamesearch.net. The chat room is VOG, V-O-G. Or you can head on over to AnimeJamSession.com slash VOG Network, where there is information about the VOG Network and how to get into the chat room. There is an IRC link if you click on that. If you have one of these chat clients, it'll bring you to the chat room, or you might get a pop-up saying for a search in a app store or something like that, so you can find what you need. Uh, let's see, what else? Uh, check-ins are live, so go ahead and earn those VOG points. If you are listening on our podcast feed, which is through Google Play, iTunes, and so forth, there will be a passphrase somewhere in this episode. When you hear it, head on over to vognetwork.com, put in that passphrase, and earn your VOG points. Simple as that. Um, let's see. Let's kick things off with, how was your week? How was your day? Let me adjust the volume. And... I'm boozing, if that's any indication on how my weekend day has been. Did you bring enough for the whole classroom? Uh, sure, I guess. Fair enough. Not of what I'm drinking. There's plenty of booze, though. <laughs> but not of what I'm drinking. It's all mine. You can't has. Good God almighty. Are you going after that tequila? Um, no, I'm drinking a not-your-mom's apple pie. Mm. After I drank a not-your-mom's iced tea. And a not-your-mom's strawberry rhubarb pie. See, if I had known you were going to do that, I would not have finished off my Coke. I would have left half and put the vodka in the rest of it and drank it. Cause I have... Give me hands. Just give me hands. What, you're drinking have... too? I'm not, but um, we did get some new booze because we were running low. We got, um, we liked a coupon clip because we are thrifty. Um, and they had like an $8 rebate for like two, buy two types of booze. So Ooh. we ended up getting like obviously four. So we got some ginger and ginseng moonshine that's really, really good. I made like a strawberry limeade with ginger moonshine. It was really, really tasty the other night. And then we also got some Captain Morgan's, which is like uh, a good 
basic rum to mix different drinks with. Um, we got some Russian vodka. And then, um, oh gosh, what, what else did we get? We got one other thing. I think it was a whiskey because John is really into whiskey. So. See, you might have to pass that coupon over to me so I can use it because that's. Oh, it. sadly, it's just like the paper ones that you can cut out. But if I do ever find one online, I'll definitely link you. See, I have those damn coupon apps on my phone. So I'm like, because I get those paper coupons from here and there. But I figured, you know, I get the app. These coupons would be in the app. Nope, it's just the damn flyers. I'm like, well, fuck that. I have the apps for that anyway. Oh, dude, if you need me to hook you up with, like, a good rebate system, I can hook you up later after the show. If it's e-rebates, I'm already on it. No, 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 no. It's, um, it's called Ibotta, but I'll talk to you more about it later. Please do. Yes, yes, yes. So, anything else, Mako-chan? Uh, no, just boozing. <sighs> and I started playing a new phone game that I've become quite addicted to because it's uh, little kittens fighting zombie dogs. What? Yeah, um, I'm, I, I follow um, Cole and Marmalade, Cole and Marm, um, on Facebook to uh, quote-unquote famous kitties. Uh, they were added to this game so they promoted it on their page and I've been playing it now for a couple of days basically this thing is uh, adorable as hell um, it's called uh, Castle Cats and basically the premise of the game is that you're kittens and you build a guild with your kittens to fight this evil pug dog who keeps making zombie dogs. And yeah, so it, it's it's completely addicting and cute and yeah. So if you're bored, play cast cats. <laughs> Like, all of the cats are named different things. They all have uh, different powers. Uh, and then you upgrade them so they get different outfits and things like that. It's adorable. Okay. Itchy go. How was your week? How was your day? Or how you well. day? It was pretty good. Um, well, uh, for those of you who follow me um, on my various social media outlets, I will be going to BlurredCon next week. Um, it is a first year convention um, focused a lot on diversity and inclusion in the geekdom that we all are part of. Um, mostly anime and video games and stuff like that, but also different types of nerddom and geekdom and all of our lovely things we enjoy. Um, I will be in the maid cafe as a maid. Ha! That's, like, original, right? Um, and I will be having a lot of fun doing that. Um, so, with that in mind, that's basically what I've been getting ready for. Um, 
I've basically been working on my maid uniform and different costumes and things like that. And then, of course, later on this year, Dragon Con and Ruffle Con are two big conventions that I'll be going to. And I have costumes and outfits to do for those because I've got friends with lots of groups and things of that nature. So it's basically just been sewing my little heart out. Um, if you guys want to see pictures of progress and stuff like that, you can check out my pages. And uh, overall, it's been pretty uneventful otherwise. I'm just kind of a hermit whenever I get into my sewing fits. So I basically kind of cut off the rest of the world. I do stream sometimes and stuff like that, but otherwise I'm usually cut off. And I know that Ronma notices it. Yeah. Because <laughs> sometimes he'll go, are you alive? Are you okay? Where are you? <laughs> and I'm just like, um... I have my cup of coffee and I've eaten recently. Thank you for checking on me, friend. Um, but, you know, it's, it's one of those things. You get caught up in your work, and if you love your work, you never work, but you actually do. So, that's how my week has been. Today, I don't know, I'm, I'm working on making hamburgers for dinner. Otherwise, it's been pretty much sewing and taking inventory because having to reorganize all my stock is crazy, obviously. So otherwise, it's gonna be hamburgers later. Yay, hamburgers! Mmm, burgers. I made tasty noms today, too. Well, Where are these you. tasty noms? Why do I not have any in my mouth? Because they were in my fridge. What kind of noms were they, Mako-chan? Um, I made pork loin and mashed potatoes with, uh, carrots, honey glazed carrots for dinner. And then for lunches, I made chicken taco pockets. Mmm, that's good stuff. And they're very, very, very tasty. I was really excited earlier this week when I made chicken tiki masala. Because I also talked about, um, second day recipes on my page a little bit and how... When you have a really good recipe that's good the second day, I'm sure that your taco pita pockets were pretty good the second day too, right? Or they'll probably be really great tomorrow. Uh, probably, once all the flavors are basically able to meld together. Melange. It's mm. Melange. <laughs> but yeah, that's basically been it for me, Ranma. Well, fair enough. Uh, my weekend day consisted of me getting a brand new gaming chair, and I'm it feels good. Lumbar support, which I had to remove because I couldn't sit properly on that one. But I, it just feels good sitting here like in, a, like in a race car setup, working at the computer. And my neck is angled up the stair at the screen, so it's straightforward. Um, when I got it, it came a lot earlier than I expected, so I was happy about that. But when the delivery guy came to bring it, the box almost fell apart when it, when it was being delivered. It was like perfectly sealed to like the last foot. It was just like, wow. But it was actually one of the easier chairs I've ever assembled. And I spent four and a half years assembling chairs at Staples. And I should tell you something. Uh, let's see what else is going on. Um, I got a couple of new figurines in. I just haven't taken them out the box. So I got to put them on the display case. And I got to get some stands for some of my figurines so you can see all the different figures that I have. I think I have hit capacity on my Venus figures until 
Bondi or somebody puts out another one, I'm just gonna go, oh, god damn it. Well, isn't there a Sailor V1 coming out now? If it's the figure arts one, I already have it, but it's still in the box because I need to get a bootleg one to put on display. No, I think it's a new one. Oh, good god almighty. I hope so, because I need one, because my singular V Gashapon felt is just is just flailing there. I need to get some type of glue to kind of secure it back onto its base. <laughs> um, that's basically has been my week, and oh yeah, I also bought a new grill. I was out picking up some stuff, because they just, I put, Mako, you remember the chain that I put? I told you what I put on the door out there. Yes. I had to redo that. So while I was out at Home Depot picking up another clip, they had a, a small portable grill on sale for thirty dollars. So I picked that up. So I'm probably gonna crack it open this weekend and put some stuff on and cook it. But um, yeah, that's basically has been my weekend day. Fun times. Yes. Now, what about this Sailor V figure that you've been typing feverishly looking for for me? I'm trying to find it. I thought I saw one of her uncolored, so I'm trying to find where I found it. All right, then. Any luck? No, I will find it. You don't have to sit here waiting. Alright, good, because I want to go ahead and take our first break. Okay. Alright, um, we got some interesting news coming down the pipe, so make this setting, and yeah, we will be back.
Okay, so here, here's something interesting. Um, when I was putting together the pre-show and running things earlier, and I ran some slight issues, which is why the pre-show was delayed, I forgot to mention that I did a reload of my operating system because I was running into some issues. And I come to realize that I could have saved myself some stress because the latest build was causing those issues. So I could have just rolled back, but it is what it is. And I can't roll back in prior build, but if I could, I probably wouldn't be running into issues with Chrome now. So, eh, oh well. No harm, no foul. I just turned off system updates for the time being until um, a better build comes out, or until I hear an announcement of a better build, so... Actually, I can check on that, but, um, oh well. We shall see. Mm. So, um, let's, let's, before we, um, kick this off real quick, um, I, something that came across my feed yesterday, uh, let me see if I can find it real quick. Um, I even asked Mako-chan to give me a hand on this, because I had no idea who this person is, but... Maybe Ichigo might know. I mean, who knows? But um, there is a cost for those of you who ever watched um, Big Bro Big Brother. It seems that there's going to be a cosplayer on an upcoming season of the show. His name is Ramses. He's from Grand Rapids. We can't find much on him, but I am hoping for the best for him. I'm rooting for him. It's not often that on these reality shows. We get one of our own nerdy kind up there, so let, let's root for him. Let's root for the best, so. <sighs> that's all I got to say about that. Now that we got that out the way, uh, Mako-chan, why don't you tell us about this patent trademark Supreme Court issue thing? I think it's time to learn some of our listeners out there. Uh, yeah, so, um, basically... If uh, you've been to conventions, or maybe not, maybe friends have turned you onto it, there is a group based out of the U.S. called the Slants. And if that name seems kind of offensive, it's supposed to. Mm -hmm. um, basically, the whole group is... Uh, a bunch of Asian Americans who decided that they were going to start a rock band. Uh, the leader, uh, the guy that put the band together is Simon Tam. Um, he decided that he was going to call his band the Slants and he's been trying to basically trademark the group's name. Um, the trademark office basically said that he couldn't because anything that is considered offensive in that type of way is non-trademarkable. Well, he basically took them to court, went through, you know, the whole court system all the way to the Supreme Court. And the Supreme Court ruled on Monday and reaffirmed that basically the First Amendment principle that government cannot punish or suppress speech because some people find it offensive. It was a unanimous decision um, basically allowing Simon Tam to trademark his band name, The Slants. 
Um, he tried for it in 2011 and basically has been fighting it since. His whole thing is that um, he's trying to, quote, basically take it back. Um, he's trying to... Uh, <sighs> how do I put this? It's sort of um, like from Clerks 2. When he, yeah. Yeah. He's trying where I think Randall is trying to take back the name Porch Monkey, trying to use it in a positive light, you know? Yeah, except that that was a very offensive thing. True. This is, you know, this is a bunch of Asian Americans attempting to put a not necessarily a positive spin on a slur, but to take it back and. Uh, give it their own kind of spin. Uh, so they've basically been fighting this whole thing. Um, and this is, you know, it, it's, it's a very big deal for other things. Um, considering that the uh, Washington Redskins lost their whole trademark on the name because it was offensive. And now because of this, they have a fighting chance on getting that back. Yeah, but at the same time, it's two different types of things. Um, the slants are taking it, you know, taking this name for themselves and trying to put a positive spin on it. Um... The Redskins, however, unless they have an entire team of Native Americans, are not exactly doing the same thing. I don't know. I mean... And that's, and, and that's where this whole gray area is going to be in all of these people trying to, uh, you know, get their names passed. I, 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 because I, it's, it's not just, like, it's not just this. There are... Where did I see it? Um... There are other groups that are trying to get their names protected, and some of them are rather offensive. Okay. Um, I believe there is a group that is trying to get their name um, trademarked, and it's something along the lines of Democrat children should be killed. And as offensive as that is, this court ruling basically says that government can't control that. You know what? And you're absolutely right. <laughs> you know, here's the thing. The government should not intervene when on trademarks for insults under certain conditions. I mean, like, name like Slants. They're using it as the name of a band. They're going to put a positive spin on it to promote it. I'm okay with that. Washington Redskins, Cleveland Indians, sports teams, putting, I, I guess to some, it's a positive and a negative spin. That, I guess, is a gray area, but I see nothing wrong with that because of how they're using it. But I see, and I get, and I get that. Democratic children that should be killed? Yeah, no. 
And I get that, you know, it kind of feels like do as I say, not as I do. Maybe what the patent and trademark office should really be stringent on if what you're, what the name you're going to trademark and the purpose you're going to use it for. And let them have it for a probationary amount of time. If you're using it for the way you're using it that doesn't cause issues or controversy, have at it. If it does, your trademark gets pulled. Again, that kind of falls under, you know, the government saying what you can and cannot say and do. But, you know, again, that's that gray area. What can you do? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, run on this. Um, I mean, when it comes to it, basically what they're doing is they want to use it as a power word and not a derogatory word. Yes. They yeah. want to take it back and they want it's It's very similar to a lot of slang terms mm-hmm. that different racial and structural and class ish groups will use between each other specific to them that is more offensive when used by an opposing force now Mm -hmm. in the essence of comparison to teams like the redskins or kill democratic children or whatever those are groups that want to use it in an aggressive Mm -hmm. assertive way that isn't very constructive whereas with the slants Right. They want to bring it back to the people that it was against. So I can see that definitely I agree with the probationary period maybe. Um, And again, with the way that it's being represented, I think it's going to be really good for them um, being able to take that phrase back. Um, And as long as it kind of keeps a positive spin and things of that nature, I think it's a good move. Um, The only thing I can think of that can negatively be affected by this is if for some reason the group misrepresents, like you were saying, they don't actually pursue the purpose that they were saying they would, and instead they basically just use it to to basically be racially phobic against themselves or something to that effect. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that overall these guys seem really cool, I've seen them perform before, and they were really, really, like, they seemed like really cool, chill guys. So I'm hoping that it all goes really, really well for them. But that's what I have to say on the matter. Yeah. It's, it's like it all comes out to tact and so forth. You know, you kind of want to lay down the law, but the gov- but you don't want government saying what you can and cannot. You know, it, it gets very mucky, you know. I think it just boils down to... What you're trademarking, the purpose, and so forth. I mean, if that purpose is going to cause more harm than good, then, you know, I don't know. Maybe there are days like this, I'm glad I'm not in a government-type position or anything along those lines. I'm kind of I'm happy about that. Ah, Jesus. Yeah, but, I mean, this this whole ruling... Uh, especially since it went through to the Supreme Court, Mm -hmm. um, opens up a lot of, you know, a a lot of the uh, rulings that are kind of stalled right now Mm -hmm. based on trademark and what is and isn't offensive and who can claim what is and isn't offensive. Uh, So, yeah, I'm... I'm, I guess I'm looking... Uh, not forward to, but I'm I'm waiting patiently to see what this will do for other things. Uh, 
Um, yeah, so, I mean, congrats to the slants, but I really hope this doesn't open up a huge can of worms. One step at a time, one baby step at a time. Okay. Now we're going to talk about what, one, of, one of my favorite animes, uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. I just love that intro to part four. Josuke should be running around in a gold lame suit doing the, doing the hustle. <laughs> okay, so what we're going to talk about now is the upcoming uh, real escape game for JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Scrap have revealed a new visual for the uh, real escape game at um, Tokyo Dome City. The game is going to be called Jojo no Kimio na Yunichi Kara no Tashitu. Escape from Jojo's Bizarre Amusement Park. This is going to run from July 15th to September 24th at Herakata Park in Osaka from July 21st to September 18th. Um, also at Greenland and Kumamoto Prefecture from July 22nd to September 3rd. On the official website, there's three versions of the visual art that they that they supply. It's all identical except that the name of the park, which is hosting the attraction, which is understandable. In addition to this, the collaboration revealed visuals for four photo spots that feature the anime's characters in different locations and Moriah, which is the town where Part 4 takes place. Visitors to these amusement parks hosting the attraction will be able to take pictures with the famous scenes as the backdrops. Case in point, such as Angelo being formed into a rock, which has become the town's landmark. Another section is going to be Ghost Girl's Alley, where the ghostly hands will reach out. In that episode, if you're walking down the alley and you sense these hands or something after you're supposed to keep walking and don't turn around. If you turn around and look, these hands will grab you and pull you into the netherworld. Harvest, which is Shigekyo Yangu's stand, is made of 500 small units. It's like these little critters of sorts, you know. And also another feature will be the no trespassing sign on the Nijimura residence after the hand erases part of it. For those of you not who don't remember that, this is the scene where, uh, not okay, um, Josuke's friend gets hit with the arrow and he gets a stand. I cannot remember his name. Ah, can't believe it escapes me right now, but. In addition to the story, the way it's going to go down, the serial killer uh, Yoshikai Kira is looking around in the town of Morayo. The players witness a crime and Kira aims to take their lives because he wants no witnesses. The teams must find a way to defeat Kira in order to survive. Stand users battle it out inside of Morayo's amusement park. Players will fight with their own stands against Kira's stands, Killer Queen, and the Sheer Heart Attack. There will be a rookie course that is available for children in elementary and junior high school. People who buy advanced tickets for the attraction at Herakata Park will receive a the hand paper fan, which is pretty cool. JoJo's Bizarre Adventure fans will be exper experience this, also experience a 4D show at Universal Studios Japan in Osaka from June 30th to October 4th. It is JoJo's Bizarre Adventures, Stardust Crusaders, and 4D. That is fucking cool. I mean, fuck, Universal Studios Japan is where you go. You know, that's where we need to go. 
It's actually becoming anime land. I mean, come on. Also, on a side note, a fan-chosen Detective Conan Real Escape game will also debut in Tokyo on the 30th of June. It is called The Trials of Bahamut, which is based off of Final Fantasy IX. Defenders of the Triforce, based off of Legend of Zelda. And Castle Under Siege, based on Attack on Titan. These other uh, real escape games are currently running in select locations in the U.S. and Canada. And let me tell you something. When they opened up the slots for the Zelda one, that shit sold out in a... Not even in an hour. It was gone in like 20 freaking minutes. Holy... Most God. of them sell out very quickly. I know. No, but it took a while for the Attack on Titan one to sell out, though. But still. God. I really want to do that Zelda one. Mm. Oh, well. See, we need more cool anime shit like that here, but it, but we all know it won't go over as well, you know, because... Well, saying that, you know, they actually do have, uh, they've had Attack on Titan escape game and stuff like that, mm -hmm. but you know where it usually happens. You know, Los Angeles, uh, West Coast. No, 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 the Attack on Titan was here in New York. Was it? Yep. I know that there was one in Los Angeles, though, because there's somebody who does uh, a lot of... Um, YouTube videos that I watched that, that they, they had it there. So maybe, but they usually have it in New York or they have it in California, which is where, you know, um, a lot more, it's e more easily accessible or it's not as hard to get licensing and stuff like that because they're big cities that have a lot of the Hollywood culture. Mm. Fair enough. Speaking of Attack on Titan, though. Yes. <laughs> for those of you who've been following the series and waiting for uh, season three to start ramping up, the second anime season based on Hajime Isayama's Attack on Titan manga ended on Saturday, and the season finale announced that the third season will premiere in 2018. The second season premiered in Japan on 21 networks, including Tokyo MX and MBS, on April 1st. Funimation began streaming a simulcast version on the same day. And Crunchyroll is also streaming the series. Funimation announced in December that it licensed the second anime season. The English dub of the second season premiered on Adult Swim's Tsunami in April, and then on Funimation's streaming service a day later. Hmm. So, for those of you who are excited, they're coming over the wall. Well, I've only watched... Boom! That was terrible. Just I know. Terrible. Well, I I have to sit down and marathon the episodes because I've only watched I think the first two, but I've been kind of I did like what I saw, so I'm gonna have to probably sit down and do that. I swear. I mean, overall, the series is pretty good. I I wouldn't put it as one of my top horror, you know, adventure manga, but mm -hmm. maybe in my top thirteen. You remind me of the one character that wears the glasses because you're both a little mental like that. <laughs> In an evil, twisted kind of way. Yeah. She's the one I want to cosplay. Yup. I friend... just want Sasha so I can hang out eating some potatoes. Lord. I'll show up with the Jaeger. 
I mean, I got the pants and the boots for it already. I just haven't had a group or anything to do it with, so. You should talk to um, Critical Myth, because he does Captain Levy, so. Oh my god! Levy Samma! It doesn't have to be that clean, though! <laughs> well, maybe you should do um, Maid Levy or Maid Aaron. <laughs> Those are kind of popular, just saying. They are pretty popular. I swear, one thing with the Attack on Titan music, it just makes you want to get up and just fight or hit somebody, you know? Oh my gosh, that made this, you sound so violent. You sound like me after watching a bunch of Let's Plays of Friday the 13th. Just want to murder things! I I need to get onto this Friday, onto Friday the 13th. I, I really need to. Ah, I want the game so bad. It looks so much fun. Ugh. It's it's like a really great intense version of Cops and Robbers, mm. and it and it stays kind of true to some of the lore. But honestly, the Friday the Thirteenth lore almost always kind of made me cringe. But I'll get into that somewhere else. Um, but it's pretty good. Well, it's a step up from the NES game because in the NES game, Jason was going after the children. Yeah. yeah. Well, good idea, LJ. Great idea. Most of the characters in this game are are children. Anyway, the counselors, you know. Yeah. Well, moving on from gore and guts and titans. Oh my. Her. We're gonna settle into something cuter. For those of you who grew up with Ghibli and Ghibli films and the cuteness that is Kiki's delivery service, because. You know, I still have my VHS tape and watch it religiously. I have mine, too. It's so cute. Poor Gigi. Sad, sad. Anyway, for those of you who love that series, or movie, rather, um, Nissan Foods Cup Noodle, uh, they aired an anime ad that uh, imagines Kiki's delivery service Kiki and Tombo as 17. Nissan Foods revealed a new anime ad for its cup noodles on Monday based on Hayao Miyazaki and Studio Ghibli's Kiki's Delivery Service film. While the original film follows 13-year-old protagonist Kiki, the new ad imagines Kiki and Tombo as 17-year-old high schoolers in the city. They share some archetypal Japanese high school moments, often with a Nissan cup noodle, obviously. Until Kiki finally confesses her love for Tombo while they're both standing on a tree branch. Manga creator Isaiku Kubonochi, or Chocolate and Cherry, designed the characters for the ad, which definitely, definitely, if you haven't seen the ad yet, the animation style does vary greatly from what you're traditionally used to for Ghibli. Um... Actress Minami Hombe, Hamabe sorry, voices Kiki, while Yuki Kaji voices Tombo. And the ad is first part of Nissan's new Hungry Days campaign based around the theme of youth. Bump of Chicken wrote a song for the campaign titled Kinen Satsui, or commemorative, commemorative Photo, which features in the above ad, which is included in the article, Megumi Hayashibara narrated a preview for the campaign earlier this month with art by Kubonochi. Nissan's most recent promotional tactic before this involved an elaborate collaboration with Final Fantasy XV, 
and you can look for more of their stuff on their website and if you like it i'm sure you can find the ad on youtube it's really cute well we have a little bit of time so i'm just i'm gonna go back i'm i going i went to the article went back one so here is the article here's the commercial which i think is about 30 seconds with megumi Hashibar doing narration oh and and Tet dark tetsuya actually posted it in the chat awesome thank good guy t uh, Tet uh dark tetsuyaそれは青くて熱くて意味もなく夢中になれるもの。2017年まだ誰も知らない青春が始まる。ハングリーデイズカップヌードル。I kind of want the song now. I, I really do. But I'm now I'm going to probably go look up Bump of Chicken. Because uh, my old roommate used to talk about how good they were. They are, so I'm going to give them a shot. So here's the actual current commercial. Come on. And actually, one of my friends is actually working on the cosplay of, of Kiki from the commercial. She... I'm sure she's going to pop up a lot at different conventions yeah. because, as you know, her first outfit was a kind of black witch's dress and basic head bow. True. So this is being kind of a revamp of the whole outfit, being more of a school uniform, honestly. I don't know. That just kind of homogenizes it for me. It makes it a little too like-like other things. Mm -hmm. But I also think that they could have made a second joke, like a word joke. And I don't know if this is just because I like puns. But they could have had her holding a cup noodle and saying, Daisuke! Because that could have also meant that she loved the cup noodles. But that's just me. Yeah, but they already did that with another commercial. There is a, com a, cup, a no cup noodle commercial where the girl transforms into Sailor Cup Noodle. I remember that. I remember that. But this one is much more of like, I don't know. It's not so magical girl and it's more like heartfelt moment. And just ruin it with love of noodles. Hmm. I, but I like it though. I think it's I think it's adorbs. So. Uh, anywho. Marco. Yes. <laughs> you were just waiting for that, weren't you? Yeah. Okay. So holy crap, um, Pokemon Go. For those that didn't know, uh, we were waiting for an update, and the update has hit today. Um, this update is basically uh, completely changing the gym and battle systems. The company has completely shut down the gyms until the update fully launches, uh, which will go slowly over the next few weeks. Um, it's going to consist of six permanent slots. 
that will be filled by the controlling team's Pokemon. Only one of each Pokemon species will be able to enter each gym at one time. Uh, members of opposing teams will battle at gym's Pokemon in the order that they were assigned to the gym. Uh, Pokemon and gyms will lose motivation over time, making them easier to defeat. They will also lose motivation after another team's Pokemon defeat them in battle. Players will be able to restore motivation by using berries. When a Pokemon loses all motivation, it will leave a gym. So, completely different gym battle system. Uh, players are also going to start receiving and leveling up gym badges. Uh, you get to battle, give berries to gym Pokemon um, by spinning gym photo discs. In addition to photo stops, uh, there will be photo discs on the gyms to receive items. They are going to start implementing raid battles, which will be players uh, being cooperative to defeat an extremely powerful boss. Before raid battles, a gym's Pokemon will return to their trainers, and an egg will appear over a gym. If players defeat the raid boss within a five-minute time limit, they will each be able to receive the defeated Pokemon. Uh, how this is going to take place, uh, while not completely in this, um, I have seen leaked. Uh, they are going to be introducing a new Pokeball, which will be the Premier Ball. Um, this, I believe it's every 10 Pokeballs you buy, or after defeating certain, uh, gyms or gym battles or raid battles, uh, you will, you will receive these Premier Balls. The Premier Balls are the only way that you can actually capture the raid boss Pokemon. At least that's what I've been seeing. This, again, is not in what I'm reading right now, um, but that's what I've seen in uh, other kind of uh, released press-type uh, things. Um, basically, you will be able to attempt to capture the raid boss until you run out of these special Pokeballs. Uh, exclusive items will be available by defeating a raid boss. Uh, you'll be getting rare candies, which will turn into any Pokemon's candy when it receives them. Golden raspberries will greatly increase the chance of catching an encountered Pokemon. Uh, they're going to be fast and charged technical machines that will allow players to permanently change uh, two types of Pokemon's moves. So this is just the start of, you know, the whole one-year anniversary plan. They will be putting out more stuff as things go. But, yeah, I'm, I'm really, really looking forward to this fully going up and uh, getting implemented because it sounds like fun. I, I'm one of those people that I've continued to play Pokemon Go. I have not stopped. Um, I, I may not play as frantically, mainly because the Pokemon in my area are uh, basically the same. So just catching the same Pokemon over and over and over again is a little bit boring. But I do play every day so I can get my you know special items. 
So this I'm looking forward to. Uh, I just wish there was a gym a little bit closer that I didn't have to actually, you know, walk to or drive to or something like that so that I could participate more with these raids and not just have to sit in somebody's parking lot. Hmm. At least you're not sitting there uh, leeching Wi-Fi. No, no, the Wi-Fi is locked. But, you know, I mean, when these raids go on, the closest uh, actual gyms are, uh, let's see, there's three in the park that you can't get to unless you actually get out of your vehicle. So if the raids are at night, I'm screwed. There's one at the soccer field that, again, um, where it is is right at the entrance, and the cops like to sit there to catch the speeders, so if I sit there, the cops are going to make me move. Fair enough. So, fun times. <laughs> I wish there was a gym that I, you know, would not get looked at weirdly for sitting out there in camping raids. Like, just look at the nerds. Yeah, well, cops don't like nerds. <laughs> yeah. Or I should say, cops don't like loitering nerds. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that sounds a lot more like it. To register participation for this week's episode of Anime Jam Session on VogNetwork.com, use the passphrase, gear. But yeah, so, I'm excited. And as I said, the uh, the update did hit today. Um, I was able to update. Basically, right now, nothing has changed from what I've seen. Uh, raid battles are still, you know, off limits. It's telling me that my quote-unquote level is too low for them. So I'm guessing right now it's capped at a level that nobody is at so that nobody can play them. But, yeah, so, yay! Yay fun! Cool. Still not enough for me to get back into playing, but anything's plausible. Hey, once they open up these raid battles, depending on what those Pokemon are, you're going to see a lot of people jumping back into the game. Okay. Because everybody wants their legendaries. Mm. Speaking of the legendary, uh, Godzilla. Godzilla, I, I choose you. Yeah, I yeah. wish that would be fun. Um, so, yeah, basically the plot summary for the Warner Brothers Legendary Pictures Godzilla sequel film uh, was uh, basically released. It began filming today, or no, yesterday. So, yay. Um, I'm very excited about this because it confirms appearances by a couple of the uh, other old school monsters, including my love, Mothra. Me, Babawa? Mothra! Mothra! Babawa? Yeah. <laughs> so... Uh, so, yeah. So, Mothra, uh, Rodan, and King Ghidorah... Three classic kaiju will be entering this film. 
And uh, Warner Brothers release this says the new story follows the heroic efforts of the cryptozoological agency Monarch as its members face off against a battery of god-sized monsters, including the mighty Godzilla, who will collide with uh, Mothra Rodan and his ultimate nemesis, the three-headed King Ghidorah. When these ancient superspecies, uh, thought to be merely myths, rise again, they all vie for supremacy, leaving humanity's very existence hanging in the balance. So yeah, principal photography began this past Monday. Filming is primarily going to take place in Atlanta, Georgia. Mm. So anybody that is looking to uh, find out some information, there you go. That's where you gotta go. You gotta hit up Atlanta, Georgia. Did you see the um the, the movie, the first movie? Um, no, but I freaking love Mothra, and I will watch anything that Mothra is in. Didn't I let, didn't I leave you with the Blu-ray of that? Mm, I don't remember. I because if it's not on my shelf, it's in your house. Um. I think you left it, and I didn't get a chance to watch it, and I think I gave it back. I will have to double check, because um, I loved that movie, and as one person put it, Godzilla was pretty much an angry old man trying to stop two people from fucking. If <laughs> you watch it, and I'm like, and I'm sitting there thinking, I'm like, you know what? He's right. Pretty much, Godzilla was trying to stop two people from getting a, getting a swag on. That's basically what it was. Yeah. Oh. oh. All right. So yeah, I, I'm I'm excited because as I said, anything with Mothra is love. Let me stop. Let me stop. I'm sorry. The episode of South Park was just on a couple of weeks ago, so I had to sit there and watch it. Yeah, that was a really good episode. <laughs> that was really fucked up, but it was a really good episode. <laughs> Especially when a Cartman got Rochambeau'd. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, alright, so, um... Now, we talked about a group on this show a couple of years back called, um, KBG84. think they were sort of like AKB48, but an older group of women singing. I have yet to track down their album because I want to hear it, but we have something else for you. A Japanese hip-hop group called the Rishiri Boys. They boast local pride, mad skills, and the average age of 82. <laughs> I really shouldn't be laughing, but I just find this amusing. But it just means that you can do whatever you want no matter how old you are, you know? Mm. As the article goes, even in the midst of Japanese aging population, age doesn't seem to matter when it comes to music, and believe you me. There are older generation pop groups out there like Osaka's Obachan, Koichi's G-Pop, and Tori's Dance Trio. Now, you have a brand new group called the Rishiri Boys, a group based out of northern Hokkaido's Rishiri Island. The Rishiri Boys is a hip-hop group comprised of three members, Ganzi, who is 78, Menko E, who is 77, and Kambua Pepecacha, who is 91. Wow. 
That's awesome. They're not quite long in the years as, as Okinawa's KBG-84, but it's all good. These are fishermen that have looks, style, and local pride to boot. And Rishiri Boy's lyrics, which is written by songwriter Nishidira Gota, you'll find references to their island's culture and accent. Their first song, We Are Rishiri Boys, as shown in, in the, up in the video that they have, which is on YouTube, has over 30,000 views so far, which is pretty cool. They recently performed at a popular fashion show, uh, Sapporo Collection 17, where their cool and cute personalities wowed the fashion-hungry crowd. They declared that their next goal is to appear on NHK's Kohaku Uta Gassen, a famous TV program broadcast on New Year's Day, I believe. And I think I know about that um, that TV show. Now, let me see if I can pull up the video. Because I got I to gotta hear some of this. Okay, I'm not even a minute into it, and I'm just liking this. I'm liking the beat, I'm liking the lyrics, and I'm liking the video. <laughs> I, I'm going to have to share this in the chat. This, this, this is pretty cool. Oh my god, this is pretty cool. A little bit like they were singing I Kick Ass. Yeah. And I was like, well, you know, more power to you. Exactly, you know, this just reminds me of when I see like older older people cosplaying, you know, like Uncle Iroh, Lady Kayede, uh, Kik, no, not Kikyo, but, um, Haposai, and other older characters. That, th this, this is, this is cool, okay? I, 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 I like this. I, 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 I like this. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to see I'm gonna have to listen to this later and just just kind of like you know. All right, so now that we got that out of the way, I am going to go ahead and bring on this Skype line if I if my big ass fingers can bring it on. There we go. Yeah, I don't have the keyboard out. The keyboard is doubling as a as part of the standing base to keep the the tablet open, so there we go. We got some requests here. Alright. I don't know who who that is, so that's going to get a block. Damn spammers. Jesus. There we go. 
I am so not used to using the, like, the touchpad on my, on my Surface that, that much. So, anywho, now that we got that out of the way, uh, let me bring up the music. If you have any questions about tonight's show and you want to give us a call, go ahead and hit us up on Skype. Our Skype name is Anime Jam Session. All calls are cut to two minutes due to time constraints. So, yeah. Um, while it's up and running, um, we got sh strange news from Japan. And who wants to go first? Except for Ichigo. Uh, well, I leave very much to the group. Yeah, I guess that leaves me. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, given the second article and all. Yeah, but I kind of wanted the last one. Well, you... Okay, fine. I will take the first article if it makes it, if it makes you feel better. It does. <sighs> okay. Here's one for you. Saitama Man was arrested for obscenity claims he was imitating a doujin manga. Prefecture police arrested 35-year-old Yuza Yazaki on Monday on charges of obscenity. In his deposition, the suspect wrote that he was imitating an adult doujin manga. The police then appealed to the author of the doujin manga to use consideration in drawing works that might be imitated in crimes. The police arrested this man at his home after um, after a mother of a medical, me, middle middle after the mother of a middle school student reported to authorities that a man had been following her daughter and called out to her, Yazaki had been arrested in Soka City before uh, in 2016 for alleged sexual assault against a minor. According to the police, the suspect had allegedly posed as an inspector checking for radioactive contamination in order to coerce the victim into letting him into her house. Once inside. He allegedly stated that he needed to physically check the victim's body. He then threatened the victim with violence if she didn't remain quiet. Police say that he was also arrested again for a separate obscenity charge later that year. Police are investigating the possibility that Yazaki may be a suspect for as many as 20 different sexual assault incidents against minors of elementary and middle school students that occurred from May 2014 to March of this year. Yikes. Police noted that Yazaki imitated a scenario depicted in an adult doujin manga by an illustrator who lives in Tokyo. Police claimed that the manga contained a, contain a similar story of an inspector checking for radioactive contamination as a pretext to sexually assault the character. Police claimed that Yazaki may have used his modus operandi in eight separate incidents. The police later contacted the illustrator to inform him about the incident and told him to exercise consideration in creating stories that could be imitated to commit crimes. According to the police, the illustrator was shocked at the incident and acknowledged their appeal. According to a source close to the investigation, police are considering sending similar appeals to creators when crimes imitating their stories occur again. That's all I gotta say is just wow. You know. Yeah, it's it's weird. 
Anywho. Moving on to someone who actually looks like a banana in pajamas. <laughs> so you're saying you just got out of bed this morning? Uh, who did? You. I don't look like a mother friggin' banana. I'm gonna punch you. Do it. Do it. I will take pictures. Okay. Yeah, um, I, I will duck and that punch would hit Makochan right in the face. No, no. I will take pictures. <laughs> I don't have to be up close to take pictures. She does not. She can be far, far away. Anyway. We're talking about Pico Taro, Yubaka. Yes, yes, yes. We know, we know. <sighs> anyway, for those of you who have been following this pen pineapple apple pen announcement... Um, creator Pico Taro is getting the anime treatment, where he does actually look like a person, human version of a banana in pajamas. He does look like a freaking banana. Doesn't he? The way they draw his face, it just looks, he just, look it up, guys. No, look what it, it, it actually, it looks like, um, the king of all cosmos in a banana suit. Yes! That's exactly what it is. It's like a mixture of like Nemo's uh, Nemo and Dreamland. If anybody remembers that show, that yeah. movie, mm -hmm. mixed with like King of Cosmos, mixed with bananas and pajamas. Um, they had a baby, and Pico Taro is it. And it's scary, very, very His scary. His comedy gets a fairy tale animation makeover. Pico Taro, who's Infamous song, Pen Pineapple Apple Pen, PPAP, catapulted him to worldwide fame, has been managing to ride his celebrity status pretty well with TV appearances on Sesame Street and collaborations with other artists. And Pico Taro's next collaboration will be one of his most odd yet. And for him, that's saying something. He'll be mixing voice acting and ad-lib comedy to create an animated version of, you guessed it, himself. Pico Taro's Lullaby Lullaby will feature the man himself sleeping outside with his eyes open, blowing snot bubbles made of dreams. Seems about right. The animation is due to broadcast this summer and will feature Pico Taro playing all the voice parts. He's one of the producers for the piece, alongside being responsible with planning and the music. So we can probably expect it to contain some fruit-based comedy fare, Possibly even the get-into-your-head-and-never-let-go variety that he's so good with. Pico Taro's Lullaby Lullaby is based on a three-minute improv sketch by Pico Taro in the style of a fairy tale. The animation style is inspired by the work of animator Takahashi, or no, Takashi sorry, Taniguchi, creator such animated shorts as Dappies and Mori no Ando. Dappies is a short about dapping or shedding your skin and cocoon and turning into something new. And if it wasn't horrifying enough for you, Mori no Ando will be sure to satisfy. Um, yeah. Uh, based on that precedent, we can surely expect something very interesting for Pico Taro's lullaby lullaby. Pico Taro has said that getting involved in animation has been a dream of his ever since he first started producing. He added also that a normal animation wouldn't be particularly Pico Taro-like, so we can be sure that it'll get into a little something unusual. Just looking at Pico Taro's animated form is enough to see that he's already a banana. I mean, he's already succeeded. 
Um, we'll just have to wait and see if Pico Taro's lullaby, lullaby, can live up to the man's high standards. Will it end up like his I Like Orange Juice, or will it join internet fame like Pen Opie Opie Pen? Which, in this case, Opie means breast. Um, we sh will let time tell that. Um, I feel like the animation style he's chosen is definitely a fit. And considering the references being a little bit horror, um, I don't know. Like, the way that his face is animated is almost a little bit Azamanga Dayo, like the cat faces. If anybody recalls, like, what that looks like. Which is creepy. It's supposed to be unsettling. You do like um, father's face. Like father's face. Yes. Yeah. There you go. So you do it's real... supposed to be unsettling but funny. Which, following a lot of Japanese comedy... There's even an art of Japanese comedy. If you've ever watched, there's a documentary about it on Netflix, but there's basically a whole culture around it. It's almost like it's almost like modeling or or um, comedy in the states, but a little bit more competitive. Um, it, it, it's he's unsettling and funny, and that is, I think, a big part of Japanese comedy because a lot of Americans, you know, we see a lot of game shows that in Japan are just funny, hilarious to them, and to us, we're just like, why, why? And it's like to Americans in our sensibilities, it's a very much a cringe fest. But over there, that's like traditional, like whatever for them. So I'm excited to maybe see if it filters over to the states. Um, if it doesn't, though, I don't think we'll be missing that much. See, there are two things. One, um, when it comes to that culture, I always felt that Japan was always like maybe 10 to 15 years behind us on culture, popular music, and all of that. So their game shows are probably like what ours were, but they just take it to the next level and just enhance it and just make it better. Like, we know. did not have game shows that put two strippers against each other trying <laughs> to suck a guy off. No, no, How bug. Do you, it was do a you bug. not remember some of the no, game shows are, in the 70s when people were drunk? Game shows oh, yeah, no, games. they have a lot of very adult game shows. But we do, too. Um, I think a lot of it, too, is the culture. Um, over there, it's, it. I don't know, sexual things are funny. And it's like, there's a lot of there, you know? things that... Americans find very sexually charged that over there, like a kindergartner will watch. Um, and even foods and stuff like that, like butt pudding. Like, that seems like a very adult thing, but over there it's like a children's toy. But you also gotta, um, but you also gotta remember that in Japan, you know, sex, na nakedness, it's normal. It, it's embraced. It's a typical thing. Because remember, I mean, it, you also have like public baths and stuff. Whereas here, that's considered taboo, you know? Well, you know what's really funny, though, is we actually do have public baths and stuff. It's just not as, as widely published. Hmm. Like, they're not like someone can walk in from, from, the, from the street and go into a public bathhouse. It's much more regulated. Like, they're inside of a gym. Or they are... Yeah, but and, I, and the way that yeah. they're set up is a lot more privatized private mm -hmm. yeah, but like there are more walls and stuff but it's basically the same idea kind of but there's a difference it's like yeah in order to get to those you got to go through the gym and do your workout whereas you know japan the public it's just right there you know well, well yeah that's yeah. also because they have such small apartments mm -hmm. that most of them don't have showers yeah 
It's very much like European apartments where showers are, need to be shared. Um, but I also think it has to do with cultural erogenous zones. Yeah. Um, I mean, in European cultures and a lot of American culture, you know, like you cover up your nits and giblets. Like you cover up certain areas, but in different cultures, if you were to, ha to, to take someone naked and put them in front of someone, they would cover up different things. Um, I know in some Eastern European cultures or, or even some Western, they'll cover up their knees rather than covering up their breasts. Um, there are certain other ones where it's different. Like the, the way that things are taught, I think, as we grow up kind of creates those stigmas about certain things. Well, um, anime too shows you what is and isn't, you know... You've got Tenchi Muyo where Ryoko is almost constantly without a top when she's bathing. <laughs> and they show that. You've got Ranma one half when girl Ranma oh pops God, up. So it's boobs. Mm -hmm. Boobs. So I mean, they definitely don't have the issue that we have with sexualizing boobs. I mean, they're still sexual or they wouldn't have, you know, pen opai opai pen. But it's not the way that we see it's it, where joke. it's... It's yeah. something that can be casually joked about in conversation. Whereas in American culture, it's considered much more um, inappropriate. You know, like when Ranma tries to use his boobs as a weapon. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, and, and it makes it very difficult for people that work conventions doing video rooms to actually... Um, figure out what the rating would be. Oh yeah, if it's like mature. Well, just because like I had issues when I worked for video, um, I would show oh, Tenchi Muyo I, I and you talking about this once. Yeah, and you know most of Tenchi Muyo can be seen by just about anybody, and then all of a sudden Ryoko boobs. And the same thing with Ranma. It's like, I can't put in that, you know, Ranma is 16 plus, but I kind of have to because in every other episode, boobs. Oh my god, we just watched an episode where, where Moose and Ryoga team up to fight Ranma. And, and he's so, oh my god. Okay, so this boy, girl, doesn't just, like, get his shirt gripped off and stuff and then, like have just his boobs out. No, no, no. He uses them as a weapon. And obviously, if y'all watch Ronald one half, Ryoga is super susceptible to females. Like, just the female form and females in general. So, like, mm -hmm. Ronma's like, it's okay, I've got my shirt on. And then Ryoga turns around and he's like, what? What the hell is wrong with you? Like, why are you using your boobs as a weapon? It was amazing, but it was hilarious. Because he did it three times. So he didn't just do it once. And then Ryoga's like, oh my god, put a shirt on. And Ron was like, it's okay, I'm good now. And then Ryoga turns around again, because he's a big idiot. Anyway. Fun times. Okay. So let me do the, uh, the last one. By all means. Um, a Japanese company creates scratch-and-sniff cards that smell like the bellies of cats and dogs. That's such a scent. Yeah. Uh, so, Japanese retailer Felissimo has been giving very weird and wonderful cat-themed products, including hand cream that smells like a cat's paw, 
lip gloss that makes you feel like you've just kissed a cat's wet, uh, kissed a cat's nose, and fabric water filled with the fragrance of fluffy cat foreheads. Now the team has decided to capture the scent of an animal with brand new items from their humorous You Plus More brand, which features the smell of a pet's belly. Uh, yeah, so the two animals appearing in the cards are cats and the Shiba Inu, a breed of dog the company is known for having a soft spot for. The smell of the popular pets will be delighting the olfactory senses of animal lovers by way of scratch-and-sniff technology with a special fragrance embedded in small sheets of notepaper. Each palm-sized note card comes with an image of a cute cat or dog happily exposing their bellies for a good belly rub. Rubbing their stomachs will release the special belly scent, which gradually decreases in intensity over time. In order to help create the perfect scent, the company surveyed pet owners on social media asking them what they thought the belly smelled like. For cats, the responses included burnt caramel popcorn, freshly made pancakes covered in maple syrup, and burnt milk. Taking these responses into account, the company president then worked in collaboration with a fragrance, fragrance manufacturer to fine-tune the scent, resulting in the final aroma, which resembles a mix of pancakes and burnt butter. Uh, the survey for the dog aroma received a more poetic response, uh, responses like the broad beans and grass growing in the sun, a sweet smell that can't be put into words, and slightly overdone toast. Uh, the final fragrance is said to be similar to the Moorish aroma of roasted beans. Each variety comes in a pack of seven sheets for about $3.90. While they're perfect to play with on your own, you can also write small notes on the paper to create a unique gift for friends. Make sure they are all your friends who are allergic to animals. <laughs> they will love you forever. I, I mean, I, I've, I've seen some really weird crap come out of Japan. I've seen some really weird animal crap come out of Japan. But this is really fucking weird. I don't know. I just heard you saying it and bork, 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 <laughs> bork, bork. <laughs> After about two sentences. <laughs> okay. Uh, before we, we, we take our break, I, I have something for y'all. In response to the Pico Taro story, and I know this is going to probably probably going to get me hung, but I don't care. You're welcome. No, I love it. Thank you. Oh, my power is stronger. You haven't even seen my final form, though, friend. You haven't even seen my final form. I'm not scared of your final form. I was raised by three generations of southern black women. I... <laughs> no, it's so exciting that, oh my god, my childhood. 
coming down the stairs. Lord, you need Jesus. You need Jesus. Leave room for Jesus. God. I was never into bananas and pajamas. Same here. I don't know. I think it was because my sister was five years older than I am, and and she was into a lot of the the popular TV stuff because I think that's I guess what her friends were into, and um, I watched a lot of the same stuff she did, and we liked British comedy and bananas and pajamas just kind of fit into that weird nook. Of, like, American and British comedy. <laughs> Actually, it was Australian. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It kind of fit in between, though. Okay. Alright. I think it's time to play uh, play our, our final tracks of the night and wrap up and get the hell up on out of here. How does that sound? Yes. It's Bananas. B-A-N-A-N-A-S. Look here, Gwen Stefani. I'm not drunk enough for this. Well, then go drink some more while we take our break. So we'll be back.
I love Princess Princess. I love hearing their live album. It is, they're awesome. But um, that is it. End of list. We are going to get up on out of here. So if you like the show, tell a friend. They in turn will tell another friend and so on and so forth. We're independent bloggers, independent podcasters. We do this for the fun of it. So what we're telling you what we like and don't like, that's pretty much the gist of it. So yeah. So if you have any um, thoughts and ideas, complaints and grievances about the show, drop us a line at podcast at animejamsession.com. Again, that is podcast at AnimeJamSession.com. We want to know what's up. We're here to believe you. Check out our website at AnimeJamSession.com where we post anime reviews, cosplay tutorials and articles, cosplay interviews, convention reviews, links to our photos and videos, and our podcast editorials, and a whole lot more. So don't be swinging by AnimeJamSession.com and check that out. And don't forget, you can always find our podcast, not just on our website, but on these other sites, such as Podcast Alley, iTunes, Stitcher, Miro, Double Twist, Blueberry, Groove, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, and the VOG Network forums. Check out our, our um, YouTube page, youtube.com slash TV, where we post all of our convention videos. Definitely swing by and check them out. Twitter, twitter.com slash session. Follow us here for updates on when we're going live when we're posting updates to our Facebook page, our website, conventions, and all the other cool stuff. And don't forget, we're also on Facebook, facebook.com slash Anime Jam Session. And I just want to say to everybody on all of our social media sites, thank you so much for listening to us. Thank you so much for supporting us. As long as you continue to like our social media pages and articles and so forth, we will bring you more content. And don't forget, we are here twice a week on the VOG Network. We're here live Thursdays at 9.30 p.m. Eastern, when the Encore presentation is Thursdays at 2 p.m. Eastern. But we're not the only um, geek-centric podcast on this network, so you definitely want to check out these other shows. The Starboard Power Coupling Podcast, The Geek Card, The Bobby Blackmore Show, Orange Lounge Radio, Political Myth, British Invaders, Pod Culture, Electric Sisterhood, Girls Gone Wow, Ranger Pride, Game Bully and Hooked on Bond. And I, if I'm not mistaken, I think this is their last episode for a while. And then they're on hiatus till like September, October or something like that. So definitely check out their podcast if you are a fan of James Bond. So we're going to go around the room. Last words, Mako. Um, I'm going to watch more Criminal Minds. All right. Last words, Ichigo. Well, I'm going back. I basically start my day of work at about um, late in the day. We'll just say that. And so I'm going to go off to work now. I'm in my studio already, so I'm already at work, but hey. <laughs> my last words. Um, I actually found somebody to give some of my computer parts to because she's been wanting to build her own machine, but she doesn't know where to start. So I got these parts. I'm going to wrap them up. I'm going to send them to her and be like, here, start from this, and go from there. Because it's just a pain to ask for me to sell them half the time, so I'm just going to get rid of them. So that's it. End of list. I'm Ranma. I'm Mako-chan. And I'm Ichigo Gami. Great, great fight, great night. See you next week. Night. See you later. Good night, Mako-chan. Good night, Mako-chan. Must be alcohol talking.
<laughs> Good night, y'all. This podcast has been a production of Anime Jam Session and AJS Productions. No fanboys and fangirls were hurt, maimed, shot, electrocuted, or pistol whipped in this episode. For now, the views, opinions, and thoughts expressed on the show do not reflect the staff or the network as a whole. But we're still right, damn it. For transcripts of this episode, start typing. Check us out at AnimeJamSession.com and VogNetwork.com for more information about us and other programming. Jamatane!